All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday night. I'm Elio. He's Ben. This is the PC Professional Wrestling Podcast. Ben, how are you? Oh, it's a, the definition of a mixed bag this week, Elio. It really is. And let, let, me, let, me, let me go a little bit more uh, in depth just so you understand the depths of my agony this week. Okay. <laughs> So, first, we have Monday Night Raw on the second, and Monday, it's always consistently terrible. We know that it's the worst show on on wrestling television by a long shot, right? And then on on Tuesday, after my workout, I go and I get the second round of the COVID shot. Did you feel good after that? Did you sleep no. good? What do you mean? No. No. Because, because the after effects hit me around 11.20 that night. Ooh, what happened? So I was in so much pain from these body aches. It was the most extreme body aches I've ever had in my entire life. I was in bed from 11.20 to 6.30 p.m. the next day. Wow. Not a.m. No, no, no. 19 hours straight, I was in bed, and it hurt to move. Sorry, this was when? On what day? Uh, Tuesday going into Wednesday. Ah, wow. Okay. Which which one did you get? Um, Moderna. I get that one. I didn't feel anything. I just slept so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah. No, no, that was not fun. I do not want to do that. Oh, again. Uh, no, that's not fun. Wow. But at least we got free. We're doing something to like, uh, to like uh, make some sort of progress here. Yeah. Can you call it that? Because I don't know if you heard about this, but now WB is uh, talking about their backup plan about possibly going back to the Thunderdome. No one wants to see that. Well, no, you're you're exactly right, and I'm I'm hoping and praying that that doesn't happen. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard what Elio is talking about, um, he's referring to uh, the uh, the fear that the site of SummerSlam this year, of course, at Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas has reverted back to a must-mask policy. Um, so, obviously, that puts um, that puts um, SummerSlam in jeopardy um, because not only is there is it just the masks or the mask situation, but we have um, the fear about uh, the um, the redoing of the bands on mass gatherings. So hopefully... And have you heard, uh, now you've heard me talk about these stupid theories that people are coming up with about the vaccine, right? I, I, I've heard you talk about it a little bit. All right. Okay. I have a list that I found of of these stupidest 
theories about this thing and why people won't get it. Oh God! The first one, apparently, apparently, uh, it's you, you. You end up if you take the vaccine, it's gonna, it's gonna be, you're gonna turn like I don't know if your blood's gonna turn dark. You're gonna start getting a glowing effect, like glow in the dark. Well, I I I didn't get any of that, so I think we're in the clear there. Number 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 two, and actually. You will experience immediate death. I actually got someone commenting this. Uh, they said, you're lucky you didn't experience immediate death. So apparently <laughs> you're supposed to die in two years. Oh, wow. God. The oh, third, God. The third, the third one is third reason people won't take the vaccine. It's not, a, it's not the vaccine. There's saline in there. Oh God! You're injecting yourself with saline, and here's the, the fourth one. The fourth, the fourth one is the best. Are you ready for this? Sure. Fourth reason why people won't take the vaccine: it contains the Delta variant. Oh God! <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that's a little much. I see. Only old people. People are amazing. I don't, I don't know what goes through their heads. Stop listening to the news. Stop listening to like all the stupid information about how it's dangerous. Just freaking get it done and let's move on. God. Uh, yeah. How much longer are we going to have to go through this garbage? Well, and, and my fear is that we're going to have to go backwards. However, and, and this is the last thing we're going to say about COVID because quite frankly, I don't feel like talking about it anymore. Um, but um, but here's the thing, like I don't think that we're going to be looking at another lockdown. Um, okay. I can't I can't speak for Canada, but I, I, I don't see it happening in the U.S. because after the first one, happened and then they did the, the second one people were absolutely furious no, um, no we're, we're, we're already fully open here so we're already everything's already open right right and, and well that's very good um but um i'm just hoping that we don't slide back into another lockdown in the states because for a multitude of reasons i don't see that going very well now, uh, here's something that we that we do want to talk about and should talk about. Ben, what is what, what is Vince McMahon doing? I have no idea. I I, I couldn't believe it's okay. I was like, I was um last night. I was uh, watching. I was actually I didn't watch SmackDown. I was uh, watching a uh, Continental Wrestling. Right, I was watching. One of the shows on my app here on my iPad, and I get a notification from Bleacher Report: new NX, new list of NXT releases. Oh Lord! Well, as as if we didn't have enough uh, news surrounding Bray Wyatt getting released, which made my head want to explode. I could because look, there's two different sides to the way that I look at um, Bray Wyatt getting released. 
from WWE. And, uh, n- number one is I hope he's okay because I think there's more to the story there uh, based on him getting released. Um, so I hope that he's healthy and all, and all is good in that department because I'm not, I'm not wishing an injury or mental health issues on anybody. Um, but the, the, oh, I'm going to bring the, something up about that later on in yeah. the AEW part. Yeah, but the um, the second part of, of this is, you know, as shocking as it is that somebody as creatively talented as well as in ring-wise talented as Bray Wyatt and the creativity behind the character and the fact that he's not going to be in the company anymore, if you look at the way that he's been booked uh, since, you know, Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins, yep. his, his release in and of itself from a storytelling perspective isn't shocking, but I just feel bad for the guy considering the level of, of effort that he put into that character and just, I mean, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Eva Marie has a job in WWE and Bray Wyatt doesn't. How does that work? I don't like Eva Marie. Well, neither neither do I. And I feel bad for Piper Niven. Well, well although I, although I do like her, I love Piper Niven. She's she's well, great in the ring. Well, so do I, and, and trust me, I have no problem with with Piper Niven whatsoever. But um, you know, remember remember last week how I said you know I'm kind of glad that we did this show a little bit later on in the week, so my head doesn't have to constantly <laughs> explode. Yep. On the on the show shortly after receiving this news. Yep. So not not only do we have Bray Wyatt getting released, which which to which to me was in one regard it was a shock, but then after when you start thinking about it, and you know after Hell in a Cell, after Saudi Arabia with Goldberg. Which was which was the biggest booking atrocity I've ever seen in my life. You know, it, it's how oh, they I have something I have something to say about that too. Uh, what I another thing I heard. Yeah. Oh no, no, go on, go on. I mean, after you're done. Well, well, it's just you know that and a couple of the other booking decisions. Of course, most recently at, at WrestleMania. Um, to have Bray Wyatt lose to Randy Orton and then have the the Bray Wyatt character completely given to Alexa Bliss. I mean, all of these factors don't exactly add up to surprise that the Bray Wyatt character is no more. I think where the shock comes in is that somebody as talented as... Wyndham Rotunda, who is who is responsible for one of the coolest character creations of the last uh, decade and a half, could possibly be released at, at, a, at a time period where you know WWE is is starving for good ideas and, and creativity. I mean. 
The term bankrupt has never existed so harmoniously with a product as it does with WWE right now. I don't understand it. Now, Ben, I have a list of the new releases here. This is ridiculous. Here's a here's a list. Did you look at this list? Yeah. All right, we have Bronson Reed. Uh, okay. Now, now we're 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 gonna take this list one by one, ladies and gentlemen. And we are gonna break this down. All right. But where am I? But Bronson Reed was one of, if not the biggest surprise to me, because that guy had an upside to him that was sky high. Um, Now, you could have done so many cool things with him, especially if you turned him heel, in my opinion. That would have been been the start to a whole different avenue for that guy. And um, in a company that that is um, that is drastically short in the heel department, um, I think I think you could have done so much with with Bronson Reed. And um, you know, it's just it's mystifying to me because this guy was just the NXT North American champion within the last few months and and and, 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 I, and I and I and I messaged you earlier I was like remind me who the North American champion was again because I momentarily forgot that it was Scott because the last one I really do remember was Bronson Reed. Yeah so I mean the fact that the fact that Bronson Reed got released just to me reeks of uh, bullshit. It really does. Then next we have Bobby Fish. Now, okay, uh, th- w- this guy is involved in the storyline with Roderick Strong, isn't he? Yeah, he and <laughs> to Elio, oh. <laughs> Elio. He, I'm so glad you said that because the next sentence out of my mouth that you said Bobby Fish is or was and is going to be this. Bobby Fish was just in a match against Roderick Strong this past Tuesday. You know, and, and okay, yeah, Bobby Fish isn't the most, you know, over guy in NXT, but if you really think about this, he, he was part of the Undisputed Era, which in my book, is one of the best stables of all time in WWE. Yep. He's one of the, he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the world. Yep. I mean, he's not in the best shape anymore cuz he's he's 40 years old, 40 41 somewhere in there, but um but I mean, come on. You you're telling me that this guy couldn't have been an asset to the younger talent. You couldn't have used him in a training capacity. No, I, I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me. And, and quite frankly, to me, having somebody like Bobby Fish get released tells me that WWE doesn't care about about building up the new generation because 
Bobby Bobby Fish could have been such an aspect in that in that department from from a, a performance center coach perspective. I mean the the amount of knowledge that that guy has, let alone the star power that he, that he's helped build. Since he came to NXT in 2017, are you kidding me? Number three on the list, Leon Ruff. Well, quite frankly, and this is going to sound really callous, that one doesn't surprise me in the least. Because Leon Ruff had a ceiling, and it was exactly where he was in NXT. There's no, there's no way that a guy like him, and look, I'm not saying he's not a great wrestler. I'm just saying that, like, his build, his character, all of that had a ceiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And next we have Tyler Rust. So there goes a diamond mine. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> what the? Didn't, didn't you just put him in the diamond mine? Not that I really like that type of faction. Because, I mean, Roderick Strong is a leader. Tyler Rust, you have that other guy that I don't even know his name. Uh, next, this is another surprise. Jake Atlas. Well, to, to me, it's, uh, it's like, um, what? But to, to me, Jake Atlas was never given a fair shot anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, and by, by what I'm about to say, I mean absolutely no disrespect to Jake Atlas whatsoever. But I heard more about his sexual orientation than I did about his in-ring ability. Oh. Which, which is absolutely just stunningly stupid to me. Okay. Wait, was that on? Uh, was that like on TV, like on air, or, what, or was what, that like just like in news or whatever? Just, just in the news and the fact that, like, you know, he was an openly gay wrestler. You know, like, and I don't care about. Yeah someone's sexuality. I don't. But when I have to hear more about that than someone's in-ring acumen, shut the fuck up. And this next one, come on, Mercedes Martinez. (laughs) And that one, ladies and gentlemen, to, to me, may very well have been the most shocking of all outside of Bronson Reed. Like, come on, she just faced Zaya Lee at the last, uh, at well, the Queen American Bash, right? Queen American Bash? Well, yes, but but to me, it is so much bigger than that. Not, number one, this lady has 18 years of experience, um, you know, and the other, the other thing is, with all that wealth of knowledge, she couldn't have been an asset to build your women's division. When, correct me if I'm wrong, Elio, this may be breaking news to everyone except the two of us and, and other smart motherfuckers listening, because I know there's tons of them. But um, 
But isn't it true that a point of emphasis in NXT is their women's division? Aren't they always putting that over as the best women's division in professional wrestling? Right. And hold on, hold on. This is another one. Wasn't she? Isn't she involved in some storyline with uh, that whatever Zaya Lee, that other one? The yeah. Tian the, or whatever. The, the yeah, the Tian Sa. Oh, and, and that's another one that, that's dead shot. now. That's another story that's dead now. Come I don't on. think anybody. I, I mean, I don't think anybody on the higher ups gives a fuck. If unless your name is Triple H or William Regal or Shawn Michaels. Okay, then the next one we have is Asher Hale. Okay. Um. Yeah, I've seen him a few times on NXT. Then we have Giant Zangier. Who is this guy? Have you heard of this guy? No, I've never heard of him. Okay. Uh, Then we have Zachariah Smith. And last but not least, this one I don't find surprising because we never even we've never even seen him at hardly ever on NXT. Kona Reeves. We he was never hardly even on television, anyways. Well, he had potential, but they just never did anything. Yeah, and they and they kept on to, off TV. Like, when was the last time we actually saw this guy? So <laughs> that is the end list of NXT. Apparently, I heard that there's more on the way. Now, I have a question, Ben. Who's the owner of uh, WWE? Vince. Okay, now, back in the attitude there, wasn't he always talking about his grapefruits? Yeah. What happened to them? Because they, because shrunk. Not, not, not they shrunk and shriveled. Because with the, now he's got like idiots like Bruce Pritchard telling, telling him what uh, he should do. Like, you're the owner of the company. You decide. Don't listen to these idiots like Pritchard and Don and whoever else, that Nikon guy. Yeah, but they don't even watch NXT, which which, which makes it even more like... And, the, and, and, and now I have another question for you. Who runs NXT? Triple H and William Regal. And if you're, if you're Triple H, wouldn't you be upset that Vince let all these guys go? Yes. Like, come on. What is Triple H doing? Why isn't he say, getting Vince's ear and tell him, ask him, like, what are you doing? Letting all these guys, all these uh, names go. Oh, well, I'm, well, I'm sure he is. Yeah, uh, but I'm, of course, Vince, Vince, Vince is, just isn't listening. He's listening to Bruce. Well, like, that, that's, be, that's because Bruce is the ultimate yes man. I can't stand Bruce Pritchard. And okay, yeah. Um. So that's uh, pretty much. Actually, I have a. There was a question that was posted. Um. Actually, uh, a couple of days ago, I have a question here for you. I want to know yeah. what you think. Are AEW yeah. and WWE working together? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who posed that question? Uh, that, that was uh, posted in a Facebook group. I saw it in one of the Facebook groups that I follow. Oh, God. These people are clueless. And uh, someone actually, um, people actually voted, and there 43 said no, while 57 said yes. Yeah. I uh, know 43 said yes, while 57 said no. 
Well, that 57% is intelligent, but the fact that 43% said yes, that tells me that they're just a bunch of stupid, dumbass marks. Okay, um, so, oh, uh, last weekend, you went away. You went to a show. Yes, I did. It was so, the, uh, so be, before we get into our weekly crap, let's go. Let's yeah. go over something that was actually good. So, what do you got for us? So this was um, the Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance return show. This was this was our first show in almost uh, a year and a half. Um, since the uh, pandemic and all that shit uh, started. Okay. Um, and let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm not just saying this because I'm associated with, with this company, but I, as a general rule, just enjoy independent wrestling so much more than like WWE or Impact Wrestling. Um, it's, it's like watching a movie. Sometimes the movies you've never heard of turn out better than the popular names that are out there. Well, exactly. And, you know, and it was just so cool because, um, you know, they take a very uh, grassroots approach to professional wrestling. And, like, yes, it is family friendly, but it's still professional wrestling. Like they call they call it what it is, and then you don't insult the fans' intelligence. Uh, number one, so th- th- that's something that I very much appreciate, and number and number two, uh, the fact that I'm friends with so many of these guys, and I've I've seen how hard they work, and um, you know to put these shows on, and how grateful they were to to be back after the pandemic. You know, and and you've asked me a couple of times why I've gone after people like Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins so hard on the podcast before. Shows like the one that I saw, um, you know, last Saturday night, that's the answer as to why. Because, you know, after everything that's been going on, these people had a, had a sold-out show to, to come back to and th- the fans were going nuts for him and, and you ex- you expect me to have more sympathy for for a released WWE wrestler who made millions of dollars in, in Braun Strowman than I would you know a company like this you can go fuck yourself Talking uh, about how many, how, how many people were uh, were there in attendance? Um. Oh God, that's a that's a hard. No, no, um, you don't have to. You don't have to give me like an exact number. I'm just saying, like, just in that, like a guess. If you were to guess, how many people were there? Like in the thousands? No, no, no. It was a, it was a small fire hall. Maybe uh, maybe four or five hundred, something like oh, that. Okay. Um. So how many how many matches did they have on there? Oh God! Because um, they had some unadvertised ones too. I would say, oh. um, I would say seven or eight. 
do you have a, do you have like the list in front of you? Yeah, I have the list of the no, major, the major matches. Yes. So let's, um, yeah, let's see what we have here. Go on. So we have. Um, so the first match was a, uh, a the first annual Dick Karakoff Memorial Battle Royal. And um, for, um, for those of you who don't know who that is, um, Dick Karakoff is a very um, influential booker uh, in the DMV area where I'm from. Uh, and like he is responsible for the reason why independent wrestling exists in my region for one very large reason. So, uh, and he had just died, I believe, in uh, March of uh, twenty twenty of um, of twenty twenty one. So, this was the first match that they had on the on the card, um, which was cool. And actually, one of my uh, one of my favorite guys in uh, in elite actually won the match, uh, the Red Prince T.J. Sykes. Um, and if, if you guys have never heard of T.J. Sykes, I, I encourage you to look him up. Um, he is absolutely amazing. So, um, and like I said, I'm not just saying that because, you know, if, if I didn't feel that this company was fantastic, I wouldn't be putting them over like this. Um, and no, they don't pay me to, to, uh, promote them or anything like that. I'm just being honest with you. This is fantastic independent wrestling. Um, so that was the, the, the first match. And then you would have got, you would have gotten a kick out of the, out of the second match of the night. So they have, they, they have this guy who, go, who goes by the name of, um, of Daniel Alexander Dabrowski, D-A-D. Dad? Yes. Ah. <laughs> okay. And he, he comes out, he's got a, a, a letterman's jacket on, and he, come, and he comes out to the Family Matters theme song. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And, and, you know, he's got the, so he's got the Letterman's jacket on, he's got the fanny pack, the, the fanny pack and the, and the dad New Balance sneakers on, and he's got a, and, and he's got a remote in his, uh, in his fanny pack, and he, he's, he's pointing at everybody who he wants to turn off when the fans piss him off. Oh, okay, so I'm guessing he's a heel. Um, yes, of course he's a of course oh, he's a heel. Dad, you're such a heel, Dad. Yes. Yeah. Go to your room. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> you know, but but as as he came out, he had the um, the announcer. Uh, break down this list of rules for the audience. Like, oh no, you must, uh, you must show respect or maintain your inside voices. You know that, that kind of stuff. Oh, um, so great. 
And uh, here, while we're while we're talking about it, I'll send you a picture that okay. I have okay. uh, with this guy. Okay. But it was it was so funny because as he's cutting this um, promo, uh, keep keep in mind he was not uh, to my knowledge. Um, he wasn't pre-advertised to appear. <coughs> oh, okay. I, he wasn't pre-advertised to appear on this show because um, you know he's not on the um, on the card that I'm looking at. Okay. Um, but as he's cutting this promo, uh, you hear this ominous music. Oh no! And out comes. Uh, Tate Griffin. Okay. And and um, Tate Griffin is a char- a character who is a cross between Kane and Abyss. Oh wow! So he wears a mask. Yeah, and wow. he and he comes out like in. In, in a nurse's scrubs as if he's escaped from a mental <laughs> oh that's so great um and um and he has a um a two minute squash match with this dad character and he he finishes it off with a, like a f5 cutter combination and it was uh it was just it was tremendous um, as I'm trying to uh, pull up this picture on my phone and talk at the same time, it's kind of difficult. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I was laughing my ass off because as a kid, who doesn't want dad to shut the fuck up from time to time and take an ass <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's kind of like fantasy booking right there. Oh, man. <laughs> That's that's so great. So it was, yeah, it was absolutely uh, tremendous. So I mean, sorry, what, what's the guy's name? Daniel Alexander. It's uh, Daniel Alexander Dabrowski. Dabrowski. D A D. That's so great! Wow, that's like that's such a cool name. <laughs> oh, it was it was absolutely tremendous, and. Every time that I have seen this guy um, perform, I'm laughing my ass off because the, the first time I ever heard, uh, you know, the Family Manners theme song on the speaker system, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Isn't that copyright infringement? Well, apparently not because we're living by dad's rules, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, suffice to say, <laughs> hilarious character, absolutely well played. Uh, um, but, you know, but everybody wants to see their dad take an ass from time <laughs> to time. Especially, especially if he's a heel in professional wrestling. Um, so... So there was that, and then uh, let me pull up the, uh, the the next match on the card according to what I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I thought you were. I'm. 
I thought you were hailing me, like trying to get my attention. Um, and then the next match was the slice of nice Reggie Collins, the, the leader of the Revolution. I'm sorry, see slice of nice. Yes, the slice okay. of nice <laughs> Reggie Collins <laughs> versus Deuce Donatelli, and, and let me tell you, I personally thought that um that um, Deuce Donatelli was going to get the the victory on this one because he's a you know grizzled badass vet, veteran. Let me just say that that sounds like such a Ninja Turtles name. Oh, Deuce Donatelli. That sounds like such a Ninja Turtle name. Well, uh, well, I'm sure the guy would appreciate your analysis. By the way, you you probably don't want to fuck with this guy. He looks like he could kick your ass. Okay. I mean, he looks like he he could kick anybody's ass. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, before this gimmick, I believe he had the gimmick of a, of a golf pro. So it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, you don't expect a guy that comes out, you know, smiling and gives fist bumps with his thumb up, you know, to the fans, you know, to actually win a match like this. Um, but uh, but that's that's nothing against Reggie Collins because he's actually he's actually very good at what he does. I uh, he's he's come a long way, and my my. God, he's gotten so big compared to what he used to be. Um, but uh, that's another story for off the air. And then um, the match that I ended up announcing was the co-main event because they ran an angle for the uh, main event, which I'll get into in a minute. You know what? This, you know what? Do yeah. you have the two names in front of you? Uh, yeah, I do. We, we need Ben the ring announcer. Let's go. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh God! All right. So the the first guy was okay. Let me see if I can do this. Now, now you're putting the spotlight on me. God damn it! All right. Let, let me see if I can do this. So weighing in at two hundred and forty-five pounds, pretty boy Matt Odom, and his opponent. Jason Raddatz. And, and, well and done. Did, that was awesome. Well, yeah, we don't want I did. I actually did it louder when I when I did it, but yeah. We I, have, I, I have a question because I don't know. I don't know if you. Yeah. You, you ever see the one where they announced the guy's last name twice? Uh, no. Which one was that? No, no, like on some events, uh, this was like uh, back like around the early 80s or like in some like companies, they used to announce the name, but they used to announce the last name twice. You know, like how Mr. Anderson called Mr. Anderson Anderson. Oh, God. Like, but the ring announcer would announce the, per, the guy's name, last name twice. That's weird. Well, I I've, never, I've, I've never understood why that is. Yeah, I've never, um, I've never noticed that unless it was part of the, of the gimmick. I don't, I don't know. Okay, um, so, so uh, this was a co-main event. So 
uh, you said there was an angle leading up to the main event. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and this is actually Matt Odom's first appearance um, for us uh, okay. at, at Elite. So, um, I was expecting a solid showing, yes, because the guy was built like a monster. But, um, you know, Jason... Uh, J- Jason Radatz, he's not, he actually goes by uh, Ruthless Jason Radatz. And, um, and this guy, to paint a picture, he is like a jacked-up Chucky doll. Wow. Th- that's, that's exactly what it looks like. Does he, does he have the same, like, hairstyle? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Wow, jeez, okay. Um, yeah, let me actually, you know what, while I'm still looking for the dad picture, because it was a couple years ago, let me, um, let me send you a picture of, uh, of this Jason Radatz guy, you're, you're going to get an absolute kick out of of this. I mean, a, a, a kid that he ran into one time actually thought that he was a live version of a Pokemon character. Oh, jeez. That's how jacked up this dude is. Wow. I, I mean, it's it's actually quite uh, quite scary. <laughs> uh, it's like, holy crap. Okay, so what was the main event? What was the angle that they ran? And then the main event was... Uh, let me pull it back up here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, yes, the the, it, the the main event was a champion versus champion match. Uh, it was um, the National Wrestling League champion Anthony Athens versus Shane Malice. And um, so the angle that they ran before the match saw um, the NWL women's champion uh, come out and and be the uh, be the ring announcer. She she was also the um, the elite pro women's champion. Her name is uh, Danny Deville. Oh, okay. Um, st- spelled like Pruella Deville. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so she's she does the announcing bit, then goes to sit down, and then after the match is over, she um, she just beats the holy hell out of the uh, NWL cha- champion, now the former uh, NWL champion a- Anthony Athens, and joins forces with Shane Malice now. If you guys have never heard of Shane Malice, this is one guy that I would I well I would encourage you to look up a lot of these guys that I'm talking about, uh, but especially these two, um, Shane Malice and Anthony Athens. Um, Shane Malice actually he's known as the Steel City Sex Pistol because he's a uh, uh, He's from Pittsburgh, so he goes by the Steel City Sex Pistol. Yeah, sure, uh, why not? 
he's actually he is tremendously uh, talented at what he does. He's one of he's one of my favorite uh, favorite wrestlers right now. Uh, period. Um, I could definitely see him making it big. Um, so this was to be to, one to be a part of the show, but two um, just to, to see these guys come back um, and and really put out put on such a great uh, sold out show was um, chicken soup or the soul as they call it um, because you know. I just love it when good people taking notes of Vince. Uh, well, he should because this is how professional wrestling is fucking booked. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they did a better job booking this show in a fire hall in West Virginia than the WWE books their television show since the attitude era. I mean, how sad is that? That an independent that an independent company can book a better show than a multi-million dollar um, dollar company. Oh, and by the way, um, speaking of uh, comparisons between the independents and um, WWE, so our mutual friend uh, just uh, text, texted me at, while we were on the air and said that the reason... F- given for these NXT releases is that NXT is in the red. Which my response to that was bullshit. WWE is making more money now than they've ever made. So you know that that's complete bullshit. WWE is not in the red in any capacity outside of the fact that they are creatively, you know, retarded. I, I hate using that, that term uh, as a disabled individual, but in this case, it is absolutely true because retarded means you're slow and WWE's creative process is challenged in the brain. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I truly don't understand that. So, we go from one extreme, which was making me so happy talking about Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance, um, to another, and that is Monday Night Raw. Talk about a, a tale of two cities over one weekend from Saturday night to Monday. Oh, my God. Oh, before we get into that, I have a couple of um, uh, we have a couple of uh, pa- wrestlers who one wrestler, and one manager that passed away this week. Oh so, yes, we do absolutely. The first one being Burt Prentice. Have you heard of this guy? No. Okay, Burt Prentice. Uh, I heard of him. And never seen him. When I heard of him, it was back like in the nineties. Uh, I used to have the my collection of wrestling magazines, and he was part of the USWA as a manager. And he, so he was a manager and a wrestler, and um, so he passed away earlier this week. And the second one is Bobby Eaton. Yeah, that one hurt a lot because he was only 62 
and he had lost his wife last month. Um, so yeah, he he was not having. And if you don't know who Bobby Eaton is, I don't know what to tell you. You you need help. <laughs> you, you need you need to do some serious serious homework. If you call yourself a wrestling fan and don't know who the midnight who the the midnight rockers are. Minute Rockers. Uh, I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Shawn Michaels from last week. Uh, 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 no, the, the Midnight Express are. You are absolutely out of your goddamn mind. Uh, ben, Ben, how many versions of Midnight Express do you know? Uh, I know of at least two or three. Okay, which two do you know? Um, I, I, can't, I can't list names. Because okay. I'm not I'm not good with names. So there was there were okay, I'm gonna help you out here. There was Bobby Eaton and Dennis Connery, they were in the original Express. Okay. Right. Then Jim Cornette kicked the Dennis Connery out and he brought in Stan Lane. So then it was Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. So which 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 team would you would you say it's the best one? Probably, probably uh, Eaton and Lane. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with Eaton and Lane only because I've never seen Eaton and uh, Condry. I've only like seen their pictures in magazines. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have to go with the same. Uh, Eaton and Lane. So those are the two passings that we had this week. So condolences go out to their families. Yeah, and um, you know I always hate it when uh, when there are deaths in pro and wrestling, actually, especially that, when they're premature like that. No, it but just, you know, you know what? the Bobby Eaton happened on uh, Wednesday night and. I didn't even know about it like, because I I was off of social media that night. So um, I found out about it on Thursday. And that was a surprise when I opened up my TikTok and saw like RIP Bobby Eaton. Yeah. All right. So Ben, let's get into this Monday Night Ooh, Raw. Oh, crap. Let's get into this Monday Night Raw. All right, so we had Drew McIntyre in the handicap match to open the show. I'm not going over every, any segments or stupid interviews because we had Lashley and Goldberg to open the show, and that was terrible. Oh my God! And did you hear? Um, did you hear them? Uh, the crowd chanting "We want Wyatt" during yeah. that segment, yeah. and then. Which I was so happy that they hijacked the segment, but why were they cheering for Goldberg when he came back in the first place? I, 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 I have a question. Goldberg messed up his lines, didn't he? Yeah, he did. What did he say? He's like, um, honey, what did he say? To be honest with you, I wasn't paying that close attention. Okay, good. I, I just I don't care. Yeah, 
um about um so, so we open that we open it with um McIntyre defeating Veer and Shanky I don't care no I don't either Rhea Ripley defeats Nia Jax Mason T-Bar defeat Mansoor and Ali which uh I don't know what you think about this team Mustafa Mustafa Ali and Mansoor um I'm I'm not convinced. I think I think if I think if they did, um, if they pushed Ali by himself the right way, I would much prefer that because I just I don't see it with uh, with Mansur. Yeah. Then we had Tamina defeating Piper Niven, which. Uh, Okay, this wasn't bad. Oh my, did you say it wasn't bad? This was only, well, the, the match itself, but only because, only the ending, when uh, Alexa Bliss showed up on the screen, kind of saved it a little bit, a little. And I have to make a correction to last week because I said I liked uh, the Reginald's uh, match. You know what? No, that match sucked, but I just like the entrance where we flew over the rope. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I, I don't care about anything Reginald does, quite frankly. No, I'm saying because I've been to Cirque du Soleil and I've seen them do that. So I don't know. I, I just thought it was, I think it was cool because I've never, I don't know how they, these guys do that. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a different level of athleticism. I'll give them that for sure. Then we have Damien Priest defeating John Morrison. Prior to this, we had Ms. TV, which I didn't care for. Oh, and this, this can, can we please get rid of that dripstick? I hate that. I, oh, oh. It, and, and, and no, you know what? I hate this name, America's Moist Wanted. Okay, first of all, I absolutely hate the term moist. So do I. I hate it. It's stupid. It's like my least favorite word in the English language. Yep. Um, it's just so stupid. I mean, the picture I just sent you of, of the oh, no, I, Yeah, I, 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 got, I got the picture. Thank you. Um, that, that picture in and of itself is more entertaining to me than than Miz TV and America's Moites Wanted. Which, by the way, turns into a tag team match because Ricochet comes out. And then uh, we get... And we the get... choice of predictable WWE booking. What should have been a simple singles match turns into a tag team match courtesy of a Teddy Long special. Play, play, play. This is like a infomercial. What the hell? (laughs) I hate hate this shit. (laughs) So we have Priest and Ricky defeating John Morrison and Sheamus, and we have Omos defeating Riddle. Keith Lee defeats Carrying Cross. First of all, can you can we go can we go back to that? Oh, to what? 
Can you can you restate what you just said before you started talking about Keith Lee and Karrion Cross? Almost defeated Riddle. What the fuck is wrong with that picture? <laughs> since, since, since when is Omos uh, like a, a good singles wrestler that he actually defeats Riddle? What? I mean, you asked me why I get so heated on this podcast. You know, I mean, what you didn't see off, what you didn't see off, um, you know, behind me earlier was my dad closed my door while my podcast was on the air because I was being so loud. Because, <laughs> the, because the rage that I feel after being subjected to WWE television on a weekly basis is... That, that, that Pierce uh, sensed Ben morphing into the Hulk, so he had to close the door. You know, it's just, it is absolutely absurd. And then we had Reggie. She just stopped defeating Akira Tozawa. Okay, I, I'm surprised Akira Tozawa still has a job, quite frankly. Jeez, oh my, this guy. Like, you only see him when the 24 7 belt is, like, is involved. Yeah. Other than that, he, he's nowhere to be found. In the main event, we had Nikki Ash defeating Charlotte Flair in a no-holds-barred match. And, and not that I gave a single shit about this situation, that I really didn't. Um, but um, but the fact that the fact that Charlotte Flair kicked her ass for the majority of the, of the match. And then, and then it ended the way it did. Well, number one, I just don't care, but it's not believable. All right, so um, this show, what are you, you going to give this show? Can I give it a negative one? There's nothing about this goddamn shit show okay. that so, is redeeming. So negative one, that would be an F. <laughs> Yeah, it would. All right. So that does it for Monday Night Raw. Now I'm going to turn it over to Ben for AEW. Um, it, okay. Okay. You know, ladies and gentlemen, typically I am a lot uh, more... Um, enthusiastic about AEW than WWE because I honestly think that by and large AEW is a much more uh, engaging and entertaining. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, before you go on, Ben, I'm going to throw my those two points I was going to make uh, before you start. Yeah. Going back to WWE, uh, you about the Queen of the Ring? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's that one, I think, terrible idea. No, I like the yeah, I like the concept of your state where they're thinking of doing it. So just stop without that. You hate where they're thinking of doing it. What? Yeah. Um, they're, where... thinking of, they're thinking of doing this in Saudi Arabia. The Queen uh, of the Ring. Well, they can they can fuck right off with that. That's why I said I I like the I like the idea of Queen of the Ring. I just hate where they're gonna 
where they're going to probably have it. And then the second one, shoot up Max Kester. Yeah, that was that was a tone death clusterfuck. Oh. And and speaking of speaking of that uh, promo material, um, number one, they they made two fuck ups um, with that uh, promo. Uh, number one, it was even talking about someone's mental. Uh, mental illness issues is absolutely disgusting to say the least and look i'm not i'm not the pc guy that's not why i'm doing this i just i that but that is a that's a sore spot for me um because of so many uh friends that i have that suffer from um varying degrees of mental issues um and just my respect for them as as human beings, uh, that kind of pissed me off. Number two, they were talking about Julia Hart and her dry lady parts. Like, like what the, like what the fuck He's was that about? He's nineteen years old. Well, yeah, and that's what makes it that much more creepy. And then, and then. But AEW were not the only ones that made Simone uh, Simone, Simone Biles uh, references uh, this week. Uh, Charlotte Flair also did it in her promo. Ben, do you know how old Max Caster is? I think he's only like 24. His, yeah, his birthday is on July 31st, 1989. And he's saying that about a 19-year-old. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. So he's he's only a year younger than me. My my bad. I thought he was younger. And he's saying that about a nineteen year old. But that's yeah, that's disgusting. That is yeah, that, no, that's that's absolutely vile. Okay. Go. Oh, sorry. Go on. Um. So. Uh, my bad, I, I, I got hey, distracted for a second. You were talking about Charlotte Flair did the same thing in her promo, which, I, yeah, I heard that one. That was, I Because <laughs> I said I wasn't doing any segments on Rock because I didn't care. Yeah, and uh, I just I just don't understand how, you know, WWE talks about being prim and proper all the time and, like, you know, doing the right thing and anti-bullying campaigns and Make-A-Wish and you know, they they have all these wonderful things with John Cena helping kids and then they go and, and do this stupid shit and I'm like isn't that in direct violation of of like everything you preach? Like I understand Charlotte as far as the heel but to me, you just don't go after someone's mental uh, illness issues. Mm-hmm. And by by the way, Simone Biles still won a medal, you dumb fucks. She still medaled in this year's Olympics, despite all of that. So I'm, I'm guessing Simone Biles is laughing her ass all the way to the goddamn bank. I mean, and, and rightfully so. I have nothing but respect for Simone Biles. She seems like a 
absolutely delightful human being. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that she is just laughing her ass all the way to the bank, and she should. You know, it's 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 amazing to me how when somebody is successful, somebody would take that much of a cheap shot at some at someone's mental health status. Because I guarantee you. If someone had taken a shot at Charlotte like that, she wouldn't respond nicely to that. Because Charlotte, say what you want about Charlotte, but she'll come right back after you if you go after her. Mm-hmm. So, it, so, so, with that being the case, you would think that she would be a little bit more um, sensitive about something as serious as mental illness. Like, I don't care if you're in character or not. Like, just just shut the fuck up. Like, somebody on the writing team should have caught and erased that line immediately. Yeah. And now uh, Tony Khan's taking over all the editing. Well, well, and look. Look, I just gave gave Charlotte Flair shit for doing that. and, And WWE... And I'm going to give the same amount of shit to AEW because they deserve to be called out too. The fact that those two lines that I talked about made it past Tony Khan's desk, there's no excuse for that. None. You you don't go after somebody's mental illness. Like, you just don't. Because, you know, because I always say, you know, there's skeletons in everybody's closets. So when you come, when you come swinging for somebody, you better be damn prepared for them to swing back at you. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they wouldn't like it if the shoe was on the other foot. Especially, especially AEW when they, when they, when they've already stated, I don't know if you caught this. But they stated in the past that they're never even going to hire Hulk Hogan or Linda Hogan because of their morality clause. And and here they are talking about, you know, someone's mental illness issues. There's something missing there. Yeah, seriously. All right, so uh, those two points are out of the way. So uh, what do we have for AEW Dynamite? This was homecoming. Um, you know, I had to tell you, um, I only have two high points for this, uh, for, for actually one, oh. the, the, the main event. Okay. Um, that was the only thing I was interested in that was booked properly, except for the promo by Cody Rhodes afterwards, <laughs> him, so. him teasing retirement when he's my age. Shut the fuck up, Cody. <laughs> really? Shut the fuck up. Like, the, those are the kinds of things that just make me absolutely cringe. <laughs> Seriously, that, that promo was bad. You know, it's just, it's just like, please stop. You know, because other than that, nothing about the show really stood out. No. Some homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, 
so is that is that cutting is that cutting it for the AW um, review or do you have more? No, that's it. You know, I, I can't I can't really say anything else about it because I if look look say what you want about me, but if, if I don't find something entertain entertaining, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend your time. Okay, um, no, no. And mine blowing smoke. I'm, you know, no, that's just good. not. All right, so uh, let's move on to the um, SmackDown review. Okay. Uh, this was, this episode was physically painful to sit through. Physically painful to sit through. Oh, okay. I fell asleep. At 10.45 last night, and I stayed asleep until 7.30 this morning. Okay. And I just, this show put me to fucking sleep. You, if you, did you find anything on this show entertaining? Anything at all? Nope. I didn't either. The only thing that was remotely engaging was the bit between Edge and Seth Rollins. That, that was, was it. Actually, that was, that was the only highlight I really had was that one. Because because all the all of a sudden they're running with this with this storyline that Dominic is having a rookie slump. I couldn't care less about that um, because he hasn't been there long enough. Look, and look, like the fans just came back to the building, and now is the time that you're gonna have somebody have a rookie slump. Oh, hold on, hold on, Ben. Um, because I'm looking at the results to follow along with you. They had uh, two dark matches before the show, and they had uh, one afterwards. Oh dear. Then we had the team of Dominic and Rey Mysterio and John Cena defeating the Usos and Roman Reigns. Okay, but here's my question. Why is John Cena in a dark match and not on the show two weeks before fucking SummerSlam? Right. This is the this is one of the biggest marquee matches WWE has had in years. And here's okay, and they're doing nothing to build it. And here's the dark matches for prior to SmackDown. Keith Lee defeated Austin Theory. Um okay. And the Kudakai defeated Aliyah. Yeah, I mean they're they're just gutting the shit out of NXT. Oh my god. It's, it's like a it's like a scene out of the Godfather. Only the horse's head is the NXT roster. Oh, it's ridiculous. Good God. So yeah, other than the Seth Rollins Edge show, that, that's gonna that's gonna be the title of this show. NXT equals the horse's head. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. good God. You know, write that down. You know. It, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to write that down while you're talking. It's just, you know, NXT used to be the coolest 
thing in professional wrestling, the best company in the world, or I should say the best um, brand in the world because it's all WWE company umbrella. But am I like, am I missing something? <sighs> okay, so I have this heaven down to the right, it doesn't escape. NXT equals a horse's head. All right. All right. Well, um, or so, no, the NXT equals the horse's head. That's why I wrote that. Okay, very good. Okay. All right. So is that it for SmackDown? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna waste anybody's time talking about shit that doesn't deserve to be talked about. So, so we've covered everything. So, Ben, I, first of all, um, you know what? We'll be right back. All right, fans. Uh, ben, I found two lists for you this week. We have one wrestling theme. A top 10, and we have one, the top 15 songs from the 70s. Oh, that's right up my alley. 70s rock and roll was my favorite music of all time. All right, so here we go for the top 10 WWE themes. Are you ready? Yep. You think you know me? Are these in order? No. Okay. Hornswoggle made the list. Okay, my eyes are starting to roll across the desk. All right. Okay, Ben. Are you ready for the top 10 as they're listed here? Wait a minute. Wait. As a matter of fact, no, I'm not ready because unless my, unless my eyes deceive me, my ears deceive me, my apologies, I can't speak correctly because I'm dumbfounded by the bullshittery. Uh, did Hornswoggle's music play? Yes, sir, it did. Okay, well, well, that can fuck right off. Um, and on top of that, Christian's music played, and it wasn't the Evanescence version from AEW or TNA. So no, that can, no, no, this is WWE. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. It was the WWE version and oh, not the okay. AEW okay. TNA right. version. Okay. And the fact that that is one of the top. Who makes these fucking lists? And where oh, the fuck can I oh, find these fucking people? I will tell you. This guy is on TikTok. Goes by the name of Jen G E N underscore Z Z underscore one oh one. All right, here we go with the list. Number ten. Like Kali. 
No. 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 Why? You want no. Did you want? Did you want it higher? No, I, I don't even want it on the list. What the? <laughs> what am I missing here? These are supposed to be the best themes, not the worst. If you want to talk the worst, okay, he belongs on the list, but not the best. This is uh, this is called ranking WWE superstars by their theme songs. <laughs> oh. Oh no. At least my mic Okay, uh, number two is got number nine. Are you for number nine? No, no, but go ahead. Number nine, Booker T. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> You're gonna win me. Oh my god. <laughs> My, my head, my head. <laughs> no, you, you mean to shut up. I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me that Hornswoggle's theme is above Booker T's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> what is what's going on? Michael, Michael, is that it? <laughs> okay, I think this is a bad last show. I don't think you can take it anymore. All right, uh, number eight. Number eight is Hornswoggle. You put Hornswoggle above <laughs> Booker T. Why? Number seven is Shawn Michaels. Okay. <laughs> is my head bleeding? <laughs> Number six is Christian. Oh, fuck. Right. Oh. Okay, here's the top five. Are you ready? <sighs> at number I five, suppose. at number five, we have Randy Orton. Number four, we have John Cena. Oh, fuck. <laughs> number three, we have Edge. <laughs> number two, we have Eddie Guerrero. And number one, we have CM Punk. I could just weep. <laughs> oh no. I could cry. Oh no. <laughs> well, Ben, what if I told you I have another list for you? <sighs> Haven't I gone on enough rants? Uh, this, this one you're going to enjoy. This is the top 15 song, 19 songs from the 70s. Okay, very good. All right, so same thing. I'm going to play all the songs, and then I'll tell you what the order they're in.
I disagree. I disagree, sir. Ben, here's the order that they're in now. Okay. So. Wait a minute. Am I going to have an aneurysm here in a minute? At number 15, we have Don't Fear the Reaper. Uh, okay. Already, this list can go fuck itself. Number already and number 14 heart crazy on you you're gonna put okay no disrespect to heart because they are great not saying they aren't but you're gonna put that above the reaper oh my or don't fear the reaper excuse me i can't my comprehension of the english language is escaping me because I'm so fucking dumbfounded. <laughs> and, number, and number 13, we have Hotel California, the Eagles. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Nope. We're not doing this anymore. Stop the list. Stop it now. Oh, I can't stop it now. We're, we're, well, we're, yeah, well, yes, you, yes, you can because I, I stopped believing in this list. Journey says, don't stop believing while I'm fucking done. Because there's no possible way, none at all, it doesn't exist, that that, that song, Hotel California, is down in the top five of all time in the 70s. It, Actually, you want me to reuse the top five? I don't know, do I? And number five, we have Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Okay. Doable. And number four, we have Running with the Devil, Van Halen. Okay. And number three, we have Sleep with Back the Chain. Very good. Number two, number one, I disagree with. Number two, we have Iron Man. And number one, we have Stairway to Heaven. I would switch them around. Well, yeah, that two and one needs to be switched. Um, but my God, that list sucks. Yeah, so my God, it sucks. Six to six to twelve is like free is free. Boston Rolling Stones, Derek and the Dominoes. Queen is at number eight. Thin Lizzy number seven, and Sticks at number six. Ah, uh, ah, uh, the pain. The pain and suffering that I have endured, <laughs> as if I haven't had enough with well, wrestling well, television. Well, 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 Ben, I'm going to relieve you of that pain because we are going back to the 80s. However, I'm staying in 2021. We're giving the DeLorean a rest this week. Uh, good. I, I can't take t- time travel. My innards have been messed with enough. Because I watched... Actually, earlier today, I was watching Volume 4 of Continental Wrestling. And, yeah. the, and this uh, this uh, broadcast consisted of four team matches. All right, so in match number one, we had a, U, a United States Junior Heavyweight Championship. 
Scott Armstrong defeating Larry Hamilton. Well, I've never heard of Larry Hamilton. Neither have I. Match number two, Dr. Tom Pritchard defeated Roy Lee Welch. Well, just based on the fact that he's a Pritchard, he can go, you know. <laughs> now, Roy Lee Welch, do you know that name? No. He is one of the member. He's one of the founders. He's the founder of Continental Wrestling and the Fuller family. Oh, okay. He's part of the Fuller family. Roy Lee Welch. They went Chris Von Colt and Sheik Abdullah defeating Gilbert Hall and Pat Myers. Now, like you, I, I've never heard of these guys, so I can't really say anything. Yeah, I'm, uh, to be honest with you, I'm struggling with this. And then, then we had Dutch Mantel defeating Gene Miller. I don't know Gene Miller either. But you know Dutch Mantel? Of course. In this next one, I can tell you about this next one. Now we had the team of Len Denton and Tony Anthony defeating Larry Hamilton and Wendell Cooley. Now, Tony Anthony used to go by the name Dirty White Boy back in the 90s in the USWA. Who? And Tony Anthony. And you, oh, might, okay. remember, you might remember him in the WWF as T.L. Hopper. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, horrible gimmick, right? Uh, yeah. Len Denton, this guy used to wrestle as a grappler. He is the one who invented the DDT. Well, someone might disagree with you. And who might that be? Shake the Snake Roberts. Well, well he wrestled. He, he, he did it to, when he was wrestling a match against Shake the Snake Roberts. That's how the DDT became. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he was wrestling against Jake St. Roberts, and he had Jake Roberts hooked, and he dropped him on face first, and that's how the DT came to be. Oh, okay. Then we have Roberto Soto defeating Bob Johnson. Now this next guy I know about, and you've heard this name as well. Exotic Adrian Street defeated Window Cooley. Yeah, I know Adrian Street. Yeah. Now, Ben, I have a movie for you to, to go and look up. It's called You May Be Pretty, But I Am Beautiful. It's the exotic Adrian Street story. Oh, okay. I, wa- I, watched, I watched this documentary. I thought it was well done. Okay, cool. Well, um, just uh, send me the title of it, and I will... Uh... I will definitely uh, go take a look. Then we had uh, an Alabama Southern Championship street fight with Tony Anthony defeating Dr. Tom Pritchard. And he bloody, uh, Anthony and Pritchard were both bloody messes in this one. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You know what else is a bloody mess? What's that? Creative under the control of Bruce Pritchard. By the way, Tom Pritchard was a champion. He lost to Tony Anthony in this one. Good. (laughs) Then we had Brad Armstrong defeating Robert Fuller. And you know who that is. Yeah. Robert Fuller, Colonel Rob Parker, or Tennessee Lee. I don't know how you get that name, Tennessee Lee. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> then we had we had Ron Fuller defeating Randy Barber in six seconds. Oh Lord! You want to know how fast this match was? Six seconds. No, no, he went up by your machine. We know how fast this one's okay. Um, Barber went to attack Fuller, Fuller, but but he missed Fuller, got behind him, rolled him up. One, two, three, six seconds. Oh, Lord. Then we had Wildfire Tommy Rich defeating the Flame. Wow, they went with a theme on that match, didn't they? <laughs> Then we had <laughs> Frankie the Thumper Lancaster defeating Mr. Perfect Jerry Stubbs. Okay, well, that's just copyright infringement. What the fuck is that? Why is that copyright infringement? Mr. Perfect. Nobody else is Mr. Perfect except for Kurt Henning. Shut the fuck up. Well, this was before he was Mr. Perfect. I, I, I know that... You gotta go with the joke and understand my dry sense of humor. I know I get that. your dry sense of humor. All right, all uh, right. We'll, we'll, we'll give you Mr. Okay. Yeah, you're right. There is only one Mr. Furry. Come on. Such a stubs. Then we had the Bullet and Steve Armstrong defeating Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden. And in the final match, we had Tony Anthony and Cherry Stubbs defeating the Nightmares. Well, I already don't like Jerry Subs, so. <laughs> so that that is Continental Wrestling. Next week, we are going to go back to Memphis, and we are going to, let me tell you what date we have. We have May 9th, 1987. Well, good, great, grand, wonderful. There will be yelling on my bus. Just would, like there is every week why would on there, the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Why would there be yelling on your bus? Because, because I always go on ranch, don't you know by now, bitch? <laughs> why, why are you so angry? <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, Ben, why is your brain to a close? Yes, let's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Ben, I'm Elio. This has been the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. <sighs> okay, let me try to settle down before I say goodnight. Good night, people. Do I sound friendly or creepy? <laughs> <laughs>